Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday the 13th. Friday, September 13th. I'm one of your hosts, Joey Mills, with the Pop Goes the Culture podcast network. And joining me today in the room, we've got... Kato. Curtis. And we are here talking whatever is new and newsworthy in entertainment and pop culture this week, uh, which is quite a bit, actually, believe it or not. So let's get right to it. Actually, before we do, what's everybody been up to this week? Anybody do anything exciting? Catch anything fun or interesting at the movies or on streaming or play any good games? I don't know. <laughs> anybody do anybody do anything or have we all just been busy and working and just trying to get through? I've been shopping. What did you shop for? Clothing. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. For a web series. Clothing oh. for web series. What you <laughs> so are you, are you in charge of a uh, costume now? <laughs> no, it's for my character. I'm playing a character in the web series. Yeah. And I couldn't find a damn thing that I had envisioned. Do you know how hard it is to find a turtleneck? Right now, when it's 95 degrees, it's probably not really easy. <laughs> it's pretty hard, yeah. <laughs> but I envisioned my character having a turtleneck, you know. Did you rethink the character after <laughs> after the shopping ex- expedition? Yeah, I bought some basic shirts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your character? What is, I mean, this is the series you're working with with Hawk and the rest of them. No, this is a no? different series. Okay. Um, What's this one? Uh, it's called Assassin's Anonymous. Okay. We will be filming this Sunday, and uh, I play an assassin whose nickname is Dracul. As in Dracula? I mean... The dragon? If you want to think that, then yes. <laughs> he, he was given a nickname because I think of his appearance, so I was hoping to find something. <laughs> he wore turtlenecks? Yeah, I like. I, I was. I had this Why idea. Why would he be the turtle? <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the George Romero movie, Martin? Uh, if I have, it's been a while. It was a vampire movie he did back in the seventies, kind of a personal movie. But it was like nothing worked against him. Like he wasn't afraid of crosses. Garlic didn't work. He was just like a right. vampire in the seventies, and he's like twenty something. That's what he looks like. But he had one. There's one scene where he wore a black turtleneck, and he wore black pants and Converse. And I was like, I could do that. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you got to find a black turtleneck. It's hard to find a turtleneck. Kenny, you been up to anything? Watching Food Network shows? Yeah, yeah being up in the hospital for a couple of weeks. The, my daughter, which I didn't know she liked Food Network shows, but Apparently she, she does, does now. <laughs> now Great. so do I. I am a little hooked on Food Network shows. What's your favorite? Um, I like the Chop Show yeah. just because they what they're given and they have to make it work and all stuff. But the new... Where they catch them coming out of the grocery store and they have to buy groceries. They don't know what that person bought. They just offer money <laughs> and they take it and they get it back and they have to make a meal out of that. Oh wow! So that's kind <laughs> I just of showed up for like tampons and a carton of ice cream. <laughs> well, that's one of <laughs> well, them. Sorry, uh, everything was for a birthday party, so it was like a cake and decorations. And she's like, "Uh, okay. we're like the other person had this like." perfect meal all inside that he's like meat and the seasonings and the sides and the blah blah i was like dude you scored <laughs> awesome. have you ever watched uh what's that one uh that alton brown is on uh iron chef no this is the one where they like throat kitchen yes yeah where yeah. they like fuck with each other yeah oh, it's they're pretty bidding great. against it and bidding yeah. against sabotaging each other's meals yeah that's awesome yeah, that's yeah. pretty great so um, it, i don't know it's just, Watching it more makes me want to do more. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not- telling you, there's a web series right there. We've talked about all the kind of fun stuff we could do, but I think that, yeah, I mean, it, 
keeping it entertainment and pop culture, but you know, you could come up with, all right, you've got to plan a party, a Game of Thrones party, and you know, and then what what, get, yeah, get, what a, get a local chef or whatever to put together. It's got to be, it's got to be obvious that this is a Game of Thrones party when you're right. done or whatever, you know, or you know, whatever it is. This is a Westworld party, or you know, I'm only picking HBO shows, but whatever. <laughs> this is the this is the theme of the what you've got to put together a menu, and you're hosting, let's say, 25 people or whatever, and you know, we could do, we could, That'd I'm sure fun. we could do something fun with that. that. That's a lot more. Uh, a lot more of an idea than the one I had, which was the drunk cooking with Curtis, <laughs> which is all right, too. <laughs> so I just got this email literally nine minutes ago from Coca-Cola hey. on, on a Monday, oh. September 30th. They're releasing Coke Cinnamon. What? Yeah, there it is. No. Coke Cinnamon. I'm... I'm for when it it's like the, are we? <laughs> when it hits the back of your throat. It burns a little. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like I guess they decided they weren't going all out with like a pumpkin spice coke, but that's pretty damn close. Yeah. I guess they're thinking you know pumpkin spice will be over in a month, and this could get you through the whole holidays. I don't know, but yeah, that is. I don't uh, know about that. That's something you could probably <laughs> mix it with your eggnog and make that's some was, sort yeah, of a like a, something. I had something today that was weird, so I I was stopping at. Um, Taco Bell because I wanted the Baja Blast. Well, the drive-thru was too long, so I went next door to uh, KFC just to see what they had. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna talk KFC. Please tell later me on. you yeah. have the macaroni and cheese bowl. No, 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 no. I God, don't. I want to try. That. I had. I looked at the drinks and they got a new drink, only exclusive to KFC, called Mountain Dew Sweet Lightning. I was like, okay, I'm gonna try this. <laughs> Mountain Dew White Lightning. I didn't look it up, didn't see what the flavor was. Right. I got it. I wow. took one sip. It is pineapple honey. Oh, oh God! Man, you weren't ready for that. It wasn't what I was hoping. That's for. not Mountain Dew at all. No, uh, I don't know. We were in Walmart today, and my not daughter pine- loves not pineapple peach. Peach honey. Either way, <laughs> I was gonna say pineapple would be worse, but no, peach. It still wasn't like oh. anyway. I don't know. My my daughter loves the popcorn chicken from there. Haven't had it forever. I remembered why when I took a couple of them. <laughs> it literally makes me feel like I'm 400 pounds. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, this!" I've totally. I don't know if it's the the, the sodium the in that must or, be yeah. out of control. The MSG. Yeah. Well, let's jump into. Oh my god! Yeah, right over there. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I, I gotta get back into swing and doing these. Yeah. Well, let's jump into this week's entertainment and pop culture news. Starting off with, we've talked about this on the. Backlot show. We talked about it on the Fanatics and the Fan Show. Paramount Pictures is rebooting the movie Face Off. Does anybody care? Does anybody want to see it this? It makes me want to rewatch Face Off, but not watch, not a, watch new a new one. one. Yeah. I would like to know the thinking behind that. Why do you sit and go, you know what movie we need to redo? Well, because Paramount doesn't. I mean, they have the Mission Impossible series. And they don't really have much else to build like a franchise Star out of. Trek. Yeah, but. I mean, that thing's been in limbo. limbo for a number of years. So the only thing that's interesting to me is who do you get? Who do you cast? What two actors or actresses do you cast to do the face swap? Oh, that's swap? interesting. Will they do the gender swap? Everybody like else been, is. Yeah. Might as well. I didn't even think about Maybe that. Maybe two females? Yeah. That's about the only thing that you could bring to it that would be... I don't even want to say interesting necessarily because it's still not, but that's the only thing new I guess you could bring to it. That, yeah. Huh. I don't know. That's it. And 
it makes me kind of wonder, are they going to follow that same... I mean, obviously, there's going to have to be some point somebody switches faces, obviously, yeah, but... clearly, at some you know, point, somebody's going to be the unhinged, you know... Yeah, are we going the exactly, bad guy you know, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So, I think T and Tamara should face swap. I don't think, it, I don't think that would matter. <laughs> <laughs> they could just play themselves. Yeah, what's the uh, the guy's name from the uh, Disney show? The Zach and Cody? Or Zach and Cody. Yeah, they get those two guys. Yeah. Or the, the Olsen twins or something. No, do like a, I don't know. Do a weird one, like get Tessa Thompson and Denzel Washington the face swap. Yeah. I was thinking, <laughs> sadly, I'll say this, and this is what will happen. Why not just go ahead and do it with, like, Kevin Hart and The Rock? You might as well. <laughs> you know, at this point, it's like... They're going to have to CG Kevin Hart walking anyways. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. So you might as well. <laughs> you're wow. you're going to have to digitally remove the... The uh, body <laughs> cast, the crutches, and the wheelchair. So. Get a, get oh, a note from his pediatrician. Make sure <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs> he's late today, but he's got a note. It's okay. <laughs> Don't you, didn't you see the sign on your car, Kevin? It must be this tall ride. <laughs> he, I'm just glad his you know car seat was buckled and he was able to walk <laughs> yeah, away from exactly, it. Yeah, exactly. So good for him. <laughs> uh, the CW and Warner Brothers TV are looking to revive Dark Shadows. Yeah. Have you guys? Do you, is anybody really familiar with Dark Shadows I, much I, at all? I no. know what it is because of the Tim Burton movie, right? And it's yeah. on. It's on, or it was on over the summer on Hulu. This is a. It was a primetime soap opera that came out in the '60s. I think. Do I have the? Yeah, 1966. And it was basically it was set on like Maine, some fishing town, and uh, it's a family where. A, they, they they live in this big gothic you know mansion and they are like they own a a business in town like a, can, a fish cannery or something and uh, one of their relatives from Europe comes to visit and to move into the guest house and stay with them but he's really the guy who used to live in that house but he was cursed and he's a vampire and it had it was like this huh. yeah supernatural like they had vampires and ghosts and werewolves and all this stuff and it was kind of. Yeah, I mean it's a soap opera, so it's campy, cheesy anyway. But yeah, um, and then they, I knew only knew this because when they redid it, they did a, a remake series back in the '90s, and I kind of watched it a little bit. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then somebody was telling me, oh yeah, it's from a show from you know, back in the '60s. So it's a, it's available to watch the old stuff. I mean, it's fun to kind of throw it on in the background when you're doing something else. It's nothing you would want right. to sit down and watch. But hmm. uh, they are remaking a TV series at the CW, which makes me think it's going to be. Charmed meets Riverdale meets It'll probably Nancy Drew. In the same world, who knows? Yeah, Dark Shadows Reincarnation is described as an hour-long gothic horror drama with a pilot episode that would come from Revenge and the Ghost Whisperer alum, Mark B. Perry. He's already begun pursuing the rights to Dark Shadows. He's been working on that for the last couple of years, and now he's moving forward with a sexy vampire werewolf gothic drama at the now, CW. Is the Ghost Whisperer, is that the one that had... Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt, I think? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, I never, oh, yeah. I, never, I remembered it, but I Yeah, never I never watched, watched it. Yeah. I think we watched Medium instead. I, th- I think we all just watched the advertising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, ooh, hey. Well, the Ghost Whisperer, I did watch a couple of episodes, and they were pretty decent. And I say couple, mean literally two. <laughs> <laughs> and that's because my mom loved the show, and I right. was over there, and we were talking while we were watching. I was like, okay, this isn't so bad, but... Not enough for me to go. You know what? I need I'm to gonna look watching. this up at home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Haley Steinfeld 
who's having a year. She was in Bumblebee. She was in. She was the voice of. I finally saw Gwen, Spider Gwen. She has reportedly been cast in Disney Plus's Hawkeye series as Kate Bishop, the new Hawkeye. Oh, that Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye is training to take over because he's no longer Hawkeye because his contract ends and they don't want to pay him to re up. <laughs> If you're going to sign me back up, I'm Ronan now, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> this one was kind of fun. Uh, actors Ian McDermott and Hayden Christensen, who played Emperor Palpatine and Anakin Skywalker in the Star Wars prequels, they were supposed to be at an event at Salt Lake City last weekend, the Fanax Expo. According to folks at the event, Disney pulled the panel. They said cancel it because they were concerned about spoilers leaking from Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. Ian McDermott, of course, we found out through the marketing, is returning as the Emperor in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. If you haven't <laughs> been paying attention, the last few Star Wars-related events, Hayden Christensen has been appearing at these, whereas before he had not been, for like 10 years, he had nothing to do with Star Wars. It left such a sour taste in his mouth, all the backlash, all the shit that he got for... He was very coarse. And all of a sudden, he's been playing nice with the Star Wars folks again. And then for them to cancel this panel, they didn't just say, well, you can't have him because he's in the movie and we don't want something to slip. They said, it's a panel with the... But you can have the other guy. They canceled both of them appearing, leading folks to speculate that if the Emperor can return... Yeah. Maybe we're gonna see an Anakin Skywalker. Good job, Disney. Good yeah. job. At least, at least we're thinking about it. I guess <laughs> talking I about it. Yeah, it's probably uh, publicity. Whatever that word is. Publicity. Thank you. There you go. I, I mean, we kind of talked about that Publis- being a possibility God, when the, this movie first came out that he could show up. I mean, this is the last one, <laughs> right? For this, so why not pull in whoever you can? Publicity. <laughs> You'll get it before the night's out. There you go. Puberty, God. Uh, another one that we've talked about, I know, Margot Robbie's production company has obtained the rights to reboot Tank Girl, <laughs> the Tank Girl movie from 1995. They're yeah. going to make a new movie okay. based on the Tank Girl property. Is this one that anybody cares about? Or is it no, depend on who's I love attached? the first one. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Does it, so, does no, it... don't touch it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't need to. It doesn't need Hollywood treatment. No, it I is. I mean, I'm not a fan of the original. I, I watched it a lot, though, but. Right. I don't know. I loved it. I loved that, and I, I love it in the same way that I love Scott Pilgrim. It, I, they're just fun. They got the little extra stuff in there, and it's just it's crazy fun. So just don't. That'd be like them saying, we're going to do another Scott Pilgrim. It's like, no, no, no. Don't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> so just leave some stuff alone. Yeah, we don't have to have everything rebooted. No. Apple's announced its new streaming television service, Apple TV Plus, will launch on November 1st at $4.99 a month. And they really don't have anything that they're releasing when it launches. <laughs> they have three original programs at launch. A show called For All Mankind, which I don't know anything about. Never heard anything about it. Okay. For All Mankind. Uh, clearly, it's for everybody. Yeah, everybody's going to love it. Dickinson, which I think stars Haley Steinfeld, if I remember, because I see it on YouTube or whatever. Is it's, it about our local zoo? No, it's about... Oh. Uh, 
Emily Charles? Dickinson. No, no, not Charles even. She's playing Charles Dickinson. Yeah, no, not Dickinson. Yeah, she's playing Charles Dickinson, <laughs> oh, which is okay. not there's Charles a, Dickens at all. So, and the morning show, which stars Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell, Reese Witherspoon. They threw a whole lot of money to get a whole lot of really bland, big named <laughs> actors and actresses in that one. I saw the trailer. It looks mildly interesting. Yeah, depending on, but you know, here's the problem: if a trailer only looks mildly interesting. The movies. What is the show <laughs> going to be like? Yeah, I think it's going to be like an office type movie or show that takes place in a television station. Yeah, kind of like how they did yeah. the Muppets with mm-hmm. you know doing that, like we talked about. Yeah, It'll probably I be something had like. that with the newsroom. Yeah, that we've had many versions of this <laughs> setup. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting to note that Apple CEO Tim Cook is forbidden. You will not see on your Apple television programs any sex. Or any gratuitous violence in any of these Apple original programs. So I need my five dollars back. Not only is it looking pretty bland to begin with, uh, the content will not. (laughs) It's called the vanilla Joe. Yeah, no racy, (laughs) nothing. Uh, Although I have seen since I put this together, I guess Jason Momoa is going to have a program. I don't know if it's available on launch or shortly thereafter called C. I don't know if you've seen the previews for that. It's fairly recent. He is uh, going to be in a very loose. Turtleneck. Yeah, he's not allowed to show any skin. Where the hell did he get it? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to find out where he's buying his turtlenecks, clearly. And as part of Apple's big Apple new, whatever they call them, Apple announcement days, uh, Apple Arcade launches Thursday, September the 19th. That's next week. At $4.99 a month, you can play a, quote, curated list of games on your iPad, iPhone, and Apple TV. Those curated games are a bunch of games that you would not pay to play on their own. Mm-hmm. So if they figure that if they throw a bunch of them at you, then maybe you'll pay them five bucks a month to not mm-hmm. play those games. Nope. I don't know. I could use uh, that five bucks for something else. You know, remember when Apple used to be exciting? <laughs> yeah. Now it's not so much. They're like, we have more of the same, yeah. but lower quality. Yeah. I like my sex and gratuitous violence. <laughs> exactly. David Lee Roth has announced his nine-show residency at Las Vegas's House of Blues at the Mandalay Bay Hotel and Casino. In January and March of 2020, he's going to play nine <laughs> shows. You can buy tickets for David Lee Roth Rocks Vegas nice. starting this Saturday, the 14th. If you're going to Vegas, would you stop in and watch a David Lee Roth show? In a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Would I, you? Know that, I know that sounds <laughs> weird, but I, I like him. He's goofy. I didn't say you and, don't like him. I didn't say he wasn't goofy. No, I said if you're in Vegas, you've yep. got a weekend in Vegas. Let's say you fly in yeah. on Friday afternoon. You get to your hotel. You're leaving either late Sunday or on a red-eye Monday morning. You've got roughly, what is that, 72 hours in uh-huh. Vegas. Do you spend three of them with Diamond Dave? Is it a three-hour show? Well, no, but by the time you get up there and get seated and all, you get in now, you know, it's, it's going to be three hours of your I life. would. Because he's one, he's getting up there. Oh yeah, he's two, not going to do this too much. Two, more. I mean, he's not like people aren't clamoring to have David Lee Roth perform somewhere, so he <laughs> probably won't be doing much more of this. So right. get it in while I can. I never got to see him during the Van Halen or his solo days, so I'd go watch it as long as he doesn't do a lot of talking. <laughs> it's David Lee Roth, so it's going to be yeah, a lot he, of coke fueled like, whatever <laughs> comes into his mind. Yeah, if he can curb that, then. Yeah, but if there's too much of the jibber-jabber now. Curtis, you spend three hours with Diamond Dave. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, if, if I'm able to squeeze in a, a showing of the Evil Dead musical somewhere, uh, 
in between or during, after, I don't know. <laughs> during the show? You during can you only show. be in one place at once. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're back and forth the intermission. I'll be in the Dead musical and David Lee Roth. I'll just say I was there. Now, yeah. if you're like, okay, here's David Lee Roth tickets or here's Penn and Teller tickets, right. I'll be like, I'll be taking Penn and Teller and all. But they're likely going to be there. David Lee Roth's only doing nine shows. I know. Penn and but, Teller are going to do nine shows next week. But then week. I have to weigh out, am I going to make it back to Vegas anytime soon? Well, that's what I'm saying. Again? Yeah, if you're, so, you've got a weekend in Vegas. But like Beatles, Cirque du Soleil. Oh. But if I can <laughs> yeah, get, exactly. if I can do all of it, you know, I'll, I'll go see Carrot Top, go see Dr. Oh, yeah, Dave. I, I, see, but you're not going to get it all in in one weekend. Oh, so yeah. You can. I mean, no, no, no. You're gonna have to pick and choose at some point. I don't think so. Who needs sleep? It's only 72 hours. Yeah, I, I'll get. I'll do some blow with David. Take carrot top, and you just, <laughs> yeah, just, just it's like a buffet. You just keep hitting. Each Shoot show. some roids up with carrot top, and then go <laughs> the work weekend out. I spent in Vegas. I only slept three hours, not consistently. Oh yeah. So uh, HBO has announced the premiere date for His Dark Materials, the series based on the book trilogy by the same name that starts on Monday, November fourth. Which is really weird that HBO has a show that's releasing on Mondays instead of Sunday nights. It's right. kind of odd, but that is a little weird. Makes <laughs> you kind of wonder if maybe they decided it wasn't Sunday night worthy. It's just a trial run. Yeah, could be. I don't know. Uh, of course, there was a film that they were going to adapt this trilogy of books into a trilogy of films. They did one film and nobody liked it or watched it. Yeah, that died. The Golden Compass. Compass. Yes. Mm. We'll see what happens. Ghostbusters director, and when I say Ghostbusters, I mean the 2016 remake, reboot, Paul whatever you Feig, call it. Paul Feig. Paul Feig. He is making a movie titled Dark Army, which sounds metal as fuck, but it's for Universal Studios. There are not that many details other than the fact that Feig will write and direct the movie and that it will feature both <laughs> classic Universal horror monsters, which is cool if you stop there. As well as new original creatures that he's going to make up when he mm. sits down to script this thing. Mm. So is this their answer to the uh, the dark universe that they've tried to get off the ground? Yeah. I, you know, unfortunately, I don't think so. This, you know, what this sounds more like because Being a dead horse. But well, because Paul Feig <laughs> does he did Ghostbusters? Yeah, he did Bridesmaids. This sounds less like that Universal Dark Universe that they were trying to put together, and more like. Like a grown-up version of Monster Squad, if that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, I was yeah. thinking Monster Squad. I get that. That's what it feels like to me. But again, with so little information yet, uh, we'll have to see what that looks like. Disney Plus is leaning hard into after-school animation of your childhood. The streaming service has teased Disney syndicated shows like DuckTales, Darkwing Duck, Tailspin, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers... And gargoyles being available on the service when it launches. Nice. According to new reports, a number number of Marvel syndicated animated shows will also be available at launch as well. The biggest of those, of course, would be 1992's X Men animated series, 94's yeah, Spider Man awesome. animated series, both awesome. of them fantastic. The lineup is also said to include Spider Man and His Amazing Friends from <sighs> 1982. Nice. The Iron Man animated series from 94. Yep. Fantastic Four from 94. Incredible Hulk from 96. Sweet. Silver Surfer from 98. And Spider Man Unlimited and more. That'll be interesting. We if had they a bunch get all of those, those on DVD yeah. at one time. And I'd you'll sit down with the kids and watch it. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God. I forgot how much I love this stuff. <laughs> Again, that is 
put it on and let it play in the background as you do other things yeah. kind of stuff right there. I really love the Fantastic Four. I forgot how much I enjoyed that, but sitting down watching it again. Yeah. Of course, Spider-Man. I, I still That's, actually watch that now. That, that was actually, yeah, <laughs> th- that was my entry into Spider-Man. Like, I, I everybody knew Spider-Man. I knew yeah. Spider-Man as many. I knew Spider-Man from the Electric Company for yeah. six. But that animated series was like, wow, there's a lot to this. It's not just one-off, goofy, you know, this, then this issue of spider-man he's fighting electro and in this issue of spider-man he's fighting the lizard this was like they're really telling stories with the spider-man comics and i should kind of look into that and so yeah and of course the x-men yeah the animated X-Men. series was like that was That's crack my, for a kid yeah. yeah i remember that like being five years old you know? yeah coming home from school and being like oh yeah turn on the x before you had the batman animated series you had spider-man you had x-men Oh yeah, you, well those shows you never knew who was going to show up, and it's they didn't oh, hold yeah. back. I mean, they brought you the <laughs> yeah. heavy hitters. We have the rights you know? to this. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so <laughs> it's hard to even start this. St- so a while back, Kentucky Fried Chicken—they've been playing around with the whole internet culture meme stuff for a while. They had like the Colonel had like his own little wrestling league. They've had like <laughs> sponsoring video game tournaments. They had they had a video game league for. I want to say it was it wasn't Fortnite, but it was like either Call of Duty or Rainbow Six or something like that. They actually sponsored a few tournaments. Well, now Kentucky Fried Chicken is making their own game. The name of the game is "I Love You, Colonel Sanders: A Finger Licking Good Dating Simulator." So, so it's like a young, it's like a Riverdale version of the Colonel. You yeah. know, it's like this animated thing, and you're uh, trying to, I guess win a date with colonel sanders i think it would have been great if it was mm. like 80 year old colonel sanders <laughs> which would have been even <laughs> better yet creepier which leads me to question and i did colonel sanders in the dating simulator is he a <coughs> breast man or a thigh man i'm gonna say he's a breast man i'm gonna go with thighs if you're playing i love you colonel sanders a finger licking. Okay, if it's a dating, <laughs> any dating simulator with the words "a finger looking good" dating simulator should. Uh, <laughs> anyway, if you're playing the game, let us know if the colonel is more of a breast man or a thigh man, because you know, we are mildly interested at this point. You know, what would be great is if they had different incarnations of the colonel, like they have in the commercials, and one of them is RoboCop. Yeah, you get a <laughs> RoboCop colonel. You get the George Hamilton like, you Uber know, tan. sun yeah, suntan yeah. colonel. You get. Who else? There's a ton of Daryl Hammond. Yeah, uh, there's a new. I think one Rob I Riggle saw. was a colonel for a while. Who else? There's an athlete Norm, too. Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald was for a time. Is is like? There's an athlete now. Like, a, yeah. who is it? I can't think I of who it, is. who it is. I don't know. I'm, it's like a Peyton Manning or something, but I don't think it's even. I think it's somebody else. But yeah, I get all these very various versions of the colonel. I would always be RoboCop. <laughs> Citizen. Be yourself. <laughs> but if you can't be yourself, be Colonel Robocop. Right. <laughs> and finally in headlines, 89-year-old Sean Connery rode out Hurricane Dorian at his mansion in the Bahamas. Of course he did. With his s- wife, Michelin. Was it on a uh, surfboard? I don't know. Uh, his quote, We were both fine. We were lucky compared to many others, and the damage here was not great. We had been prepared for the storm. Everything was ready in advance. We weren't taking any chances. We knew what to do. Of course, Connery has lived full-time in the Bahamas for about 30 years now, so not his first rodeo, not his first hurricane to ride out. 
I just, I don't know, I have this vision of Sean Connery sipping his martini in the hurricane blowing all around him, and he's just got no care in the world. He, he's so macho, he went up and he backhand the hurricane in the face. <laughs> in his Scottish accent. <laughs> Listen here now, you know, just, yeah. It's good, good for Sean Connery, I'm glad he's doing okay. The hurricane was so charmed, it just went around his <laughs> Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Mr. Blonde. Did you guys find any stories this week? No, yes. yes. No, no, I did. You did? Okay. Um, okay, here we go. You guys ready? I, I'm, I, I'm a little worried, but yeah, I think so. For the first time in 30 years, Demi Moore is posing nude for the cover of Harper Bazaar magazine. Bazaar magazine. And talking about her uh, drug addiction in the past. So <laughs> getting naked and talking about drugs, huh? Yeah. That's, that's, sounds like Demi Moore. Yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, it says the cover image shows Moore sitting poolside wearing nothing but a pink... Lynn, what's that word? Uh, Lynn Pike? Pike hat and a sure. Van Cleef and apparels bracelet. Why are they using Van Cleef? That's weird. I don't know. Uh, she's flashing a beautiful smile as her long dark hair falls down. not all down she's flashing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm curious because I've always wondered where Bruce Willis's hair had gone until I saw old <laughs> pictures of her from the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> it was all left. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yes. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> In, Alina Dunham was the one that did the interview with her. She, uh, Moore had said she's that she's not posing nude as well. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm not passing judgment. I'm just asking a question. According to the Hollywood icon, she got sober in her 20s, relapsed in her 40s, and got clean again in her 50s. I can only assume she relapsed when she married Ashton Kutcher. I was gonna say, yeah, I'm, I'm doing the math in my head as we're talking, as you're talking, and I'm like, okay, well, that was yeah. And uh, yeah, that, and then she, she's. Overcome her drug addiction. Now today, so. yeah, today, yeah. and as she's naked, pull side, <laughs> yeah, Lena Dunham. Huh. <laughs> That'd so, be interesting. I'm sure she's in good shape. She's oh, always, oh yeah, she's always been. There, there's that. Oh, there's the photo. Yeah, she's. I mean, oh, yeah. she's she's always she's almost she's not quite like a vampire like some of these folks, but yeah, she doesn't age yeah. much either. So yeah, plus it's a magazine cover, so there will be airbrushing involved. Yeah, and, you know so. Very good. Anything yeah. else? <laughs> go for it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Because I, I got something, I saw something related to that, but you do yours. All right. So, in the midst of uh, Popeyes having their uh, chicken sandwich go, everyone went crazy for it and then they sold out. McDonald's has introduced a new spicy barbecue chicken sandwich. Um, let's see here. It's uh, It's got an extra kick. It's basically the buttermilk chicken. Uh, Buttermilk crispy filet with a sweet barbecue glaze and uh, spicy barbecue glaze on it. And it's got uh, pickles and onions. It's on a sesame seed bun, per <laughs> usual. It's, it's, it, a, it's a McRib, only without the McRib patty. Instead, yeah, they put chicken. in a chicken patty. <laughs> and they've got Totally chicken. different. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and their chicken tenders will be, you know, like their normal chicken tenders, but they've got a glaze on it as well. Yeah. So they're hoping to cash in on some of that. Popeyes I saw that Popeyes <laughs> had it was it they were you know they had ran out for a while of the chicken patties. I know I've been trying. Have you? Let me find one. No. Apparently Popeyes had posted on social media or had issued a press release. They had done something publicly to say we encourage customers who cannot get our chicken sandwich to bring their own buns to a Popeyes and just order the chicken. 
and build your own. It's the same damn thing. It's all it's all we're doing. Really, we're just putting the chicken on a bun with the sauce. So just come in and order our chicken and put it on a bun yourself, and you're gonna get the full experience. Really? Yeah. Well, I know they <laughs> so, were going for crazy money when it was coming oh, yeah. out. I, I want to say people were buying it for like a thousand dollars, which something. is just stupid. Yeah, stupid. That is ridiculous. It's like, man, that it's just food. it's a chicken it's sandwich the, I mean, for God's sake. Yeah, it's not gonna. My mom had messaged me about it. She was like, "Oh, it's way better than Chick Fil A. You know, they I don't normally like pickles." But theirs was like bread and butter pickles, and it was great. And I'm like, thanks, Mom. Go <laughs> Did get you one. pick one up for me, Mom? <laughs> no, she didn't. I don't think you'd want one. By the time <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's no. true, too. All right. Well, in other news, our first story comes from Safety Harbor, Florida, because you can always find in other news headlines from Florida. It's uh, Safety Harbor. Safety Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out. Uh, okay, never mind. <laughs> you can harbor if you want to. You can, oh. oh no! Don't don't don't. That song was stuck <laughs> in my head all week last week. <laughs> authorities <laughs> authorities say a burglar broke into a Florida home, cooked himself an early morning meal, and we hear a lot of these. I know. I was just thinking that, <laughs> and told the resident there to go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> The home's occupant told investigators he awoke to discover a man cooking and eating sometime after 4 a.m. on Tuesday. Fox 13 in Tampa reported the burglar ran from the house when the resident called 911. Deputies from the Pinellas County Sheriff's Office tracked down the suspect in a wooded and swampy area behind the home. That's dangerous. You don't want to go running through the swampy areas. Because, well, not on a full stomach. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Did you wait 30 minutes? <laughs> you got to swim through that swamp. You don't know. I'm just saying, there's gators in people's <laughs> backyards in Florida. Uh, deputies say Gavin Krim, a 19-year-old Marine, allegedly entered the home through an unlocked rear door. An arrest report mentioned the suspect may may have been under the influence of alcohol. Nice. I'm going to guess that's a pretty strong probability. <laughs> I, I've consumed a lot of alcohol in my life. Yeah. And yeah. not once was I like, you know what we need to do? We need to <laughs> we break need to in a stranger's house. house and let's cook some food. <laughs> well, you were just talking about this. What you do is you just... Whatever they got in the pantry, that's, hey, it's like a cooking reality show. Get your phone out. We're going to make a show out of this. That's the problem. He's been watching too much cooking. If you're drunk cooking, it's your, what do they have in the pantry? Let's see what we can make out of it. Say, hey, go back to sleep. Unless you want some eggs. You want some eggs? Yeah. Go back to sleep. Oh, shit. I only fixed enough for one, so you you need to go back to bed. Yeah, I know there's four eggs over easy, but they're all mine. They're all mine. I am drunk, and I need food. (laughs) And finally, wow. from Westerly, Rhode Island, police say a man broke into Taylor Swift's beachfront mansion in Rhode Island. This guy, though, was not your average burglar. He was polite. He took his shoes off because he wanted to be polite. Oh, well, there you go. Westerly police responded to the home just after 5 p.m. Friday and found 26-year-old Richard Joseph McEwen inside Police Chief Sean Lacey tells the Westerly Sun that the Milford, New Jersey man wasn't wearing shoes. When asked why, he said he was always taught to take his shoes off when entering someone's home in order to be polite. I was now, just ready he to... might have been should have maybe should have been taught not to enter someone's home when. Well, you got to pick a breaking your kids. <laughs> I guess if you're gonna break into somebody's home, kick your shoes off. He's charged with breaking and entering and willful trespassing. Online court records did not list a defense attorney. I'm guessing he's gonna get one appointed to him. Lacey said the his Lacey says his officers have had to deal with several suspicious people at the singer's home. 
but this is the first time he remembers someone actually making it inside. He says no one was home at the time. And you know it's coming up in the when he goes to trial or whatever. Now, I'd like the record to show that <laughs> I did take took off his my shoes. shoes off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He was being polite when he broke the front window and exactly. unlocked it and came on in. And he's like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> You don't have to tell all that story. Don't dwell on that. He's even going to make her breakfast if she wants to go back to sleep. <laughs> exactly. Well, let us know what you think are the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Find us on social media by searching for at PGTC. That stands for Pop Goes the Culture. At PGTC Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can call and leave a recorded message on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We'd love to use your recorded message in an upcoming show. Links to all that, how to reach us by email, and more at popgoestheculture.com. We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this. It's amazing how these people come and see you live in the light and then they know you're willing to do anything to fight. They come through the door. And that was some music from our special guest that we're going to have. We're hoping to, I, I always hate to talk about interviews because they something could always happen. I mean, yeah. I, but we're hoping next week that we will have Muggsy. He's an Australian hip hop artist. That was uh, one of his tracks. We're hoping to get an interview with him as part of next week's show. So come back if you enjoyed listening to that. If you read the details on the episode, uh, we put in links to how to find him online and to listen to some of his music. Again, appreciate him uh, being our mid-show music absolutely sponsor, creator, whatever you want to call it. This week in pop culture history, let's do the Friday the 13th edition because there's a lot of entertainment pop culture that happened on September 13th. It wasn't yeah. always a Friday. Like it is today, but yeah. September thirteenth, nineteen sixty nine. Giggity. Scooby Doo, where are you? Premiered on TV. Really? Yep. Sixty nine in the back. <laughs> yeah. In the, band, in the mystery machine. Velma and Daphne. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's bestiality. Sir. <laughs> <laughs> you, sir, are correct. September thirteenth, nineteen seventy two. The Waltons premiered on CBS. Good night, John Boy. Good night, Jim Bob. Night. I don't know why, but for some reason, when I was little, I just thought the movie or that show was like much older, like back in the <laughs> like Little House on the Prairie or something. Yeah, or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just it was weird to think that it was in the seventies. Yeah, nineteen seventy-two. Wasn't Little House in the seventies also, or was that sixties? I think it was sixties because Michael Landon was still up doing moving around well. Uh, September thirteenth, nineteen seventy-seven. Soap premiered on ABC. I actually did like that show a lot. Oh, yeah, it's funny or no. I don't know if it was because my mom watched it, so Probably. I sat down and watched her, but I, I remember liking it. And what's funny is exactly two years later, to the date, September 13th, 1979, Soap's spinoff, Benson, debuted on ABC. Exactly two years after Soap debuted, Benson debuted. Well, spun out of Soap. Kind of funny. Crazy. That was a good show, too, though. Oh, yeah. Benson was I, cool. I liked it. You know, it's a shame that little girl had that. Problem with eating and stuff, but yeah. 
Yeah, I got dark. Sorry. I was going to say, <laughs> to bring us back out of that, September 13th, 1986, Pee Wee's Playhouse premiered on CBS. Oh, wow. What did that start? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. September 13th, 1990, Law and Order premiered on NBC. Ba-ba- I believe it's still going. Or some version of it is still yeah, going. I watched, was going. Is that the one that's going? Yeah. yeah, I watched the whole SVU marathon of like the worst bad guys or something. I was like, this one's for you, Mom. My there mom loved Law and Order. Always. Every one of them. Always the second person they interview. Always. Every time. Yeah, Never. they all... All these people are like, what, two months ago? I remember that person. Kind of yeah. upset, but the guy was you know, it's like, oh, yeah. Really? Did you ever watch the crossovers with uh, Homicide Life on the Streets? No. <laughs> no. They were actually entertaining because they're two completely different shows, but they crossed over. Right. And uh, Was it like a super two-hour episode, or was it? It was like, yeah, one hour was them, one hour was Law & Order. And uh, that's where Richard Belzer's character came from, was Homicide. Right. So, like, when that show ended, they... Just he, moved him on over? Yeah, he's like, I have a really good rapport with Jerry Ulbrich. Yeah. And he's like, well, he's got a new partner, but I am creating a new show if you want to come over here. And that's it. Like, I that's not, that in, not that interesting, but, you no, know. It's, yeah. I just had one of my friends like, hey, have you ever seen, I have to look at it, but it's like, like not Tales from the Morgue, but something from the Morgue. And I'm like, no. <laughs> They're like, I think you would like it. And I was like, now I've got to watch it, because why do you think I would be interested in something like that? So I'm curious of what that is now. But huh. Also, okay, I know where this is going. Uh, the creator of Homicide also created The Wire. And there's an episode... David of, Simon did the Homicide? I think so, yeah. Really? So there's an episode of The Wire where they're at this bar, because on Homicide, and he mentions it in Law & Order, Richard Belzer's character, Munch talks about owning a bar. Well, on the wire, he's at this bar in Baltimore that he used to own, like just in the background, arguing with the bartender about how he shouldn't have to pay for his drinks because he used to own the place. Nice. Just random cameos. So (laughs) all these shows are in the same universe. That's awesome. Which is, you know, St. Elsewhere. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's all inside an autistic kid's head. (laughs) And September 13th, 2005, Supernatural premiered on the WB which is no longer ex- it outlived the WB. It is now the CW. Yeah, and this is the final season of Supernatural. Wow, what season it is it in? Twenty two thousand. Uh, yeah. Well, let's see. It started in night in uh, two thousand five. So and this is twenty nineteen. So fourteenth season, assuming they just did them didn't, didn't skip do any, right, some back to back stuff. Yeah. Huh. Seems like there's more, but I get on that. It seems like yeah. I mean, seems like there's thirty I mean, something of them. But I still think 2005 was like not that long. Six ago. years ago, yeah. yeah. Five years ago, four yeah, years something. ago. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess it is 2019. <laughs> yeah. now, never mind. Almost 2020, dude. When somebody says 1990, that's almost uh, next year. It'll be 30 years. Yeah, that's just strange to me. Because hmm. 1990, you're like, oh yeah, that was like what? That was probably like 10 years ago. Yeah, well, no, well, it can't be 10 years ago because, it, and then you start doing the math, and you're like, oh, shit. You guys Dude, that's 30 old. years ago. <laughs> Dude, one of my friends uh, sent me a message, and yeah, he it was a, he's like, do you remember this? And it, I had done uh, the Dark Side of the Moon album cover. I'd painted that for him because he's a huge Pink Floyd fan. And he, that was the, uh, the picture. And I was, he's like, do you remember this? I was like, holy crap. He goes, yeah, you painted it for me like 30 years ago. And I was like, and you still have it? He's like, I actually gave it to my son five years ago, and uh, he moved he's, back. And he's forty now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Getting there. 
but uh but he was like yeah he still has it and he's like hey yeah i still kept this i still love it and i was like that's kind of cool to know that something you did you know is still making people happy 30 years later it's interesting to think about yeah i mean because we just have just come off of another september 11th you know yeah everybody can remember it's strange to think about that was 18 years ago there are people that will be voting in the next presidential election that were not alive when you know during 9 11 it's just it's just odd to think about i saw that post you made and i was like dude i didn't even think about that yeah it's like, weird wow Speaking of, Friday, September 13th is National Blame Someone Else Day. Uh, it's the first Friday the 13th of the year, and this year just so happens it's in September. So it's been a while since we've had a Friday the 13th. Well, if it's in my house, my children celebrate that every, <laughs> every day. day. <laughs> it started in 1982. Some birthdays this weekend. Some folks celebrating this weekend. Friday, September 13th, animator and director Don Bluth turns 82. What did he do? He did... Uh, he broke away from Disney and did like the Secret of Nim animated oh, show. Oh yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. I want to say he did a lot of the uh, oh, what the hell's the name of that video game? Dragon Lair. Yes, maybe. I think he animated that. Uh, I think he did. I think the I think he did the Dark Crystal for or not Dark Crystal, the uh, Black Cauldron for Disney. But I think that oh, might have okay. been like right at the end of his time there. So, eighty-two years old. So you like the dark stuff. You they did. cut out yeah. a lot of it from that movie, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actress Jean Smart turns 68. She was best known for designing women. She recently did a stint on Legion. She designed women? Yeah, she designed women. Cool. Oh, she that must be why. Because they've been talking about designing women a lot on some of the stuff. And yeah, I'm like, they're why? They're talking about what trying to that? remake that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, musician Dave Mustaine turns 58 years old. <laughs> About ready for him to die again. He's only done that a few times now. Yeah. Comedian Jeffrey Ross, the roast master over at Comedy Central, turns 54 years old. That guy. Tyler Perry turns 50 years old. Singer Fiona Apple. Do you remember Fiona Apple? Yeah. Okay. She's been a bad, bad girl. 42 years old. She doesn't look 42. She was like 62. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not the years, it's the mileage. She's been a bad, bad girl. <laughs> yeah. I saw a documentary that they made. 60s to California and she was on stage with uh, Jacob Dylan performing a song I leaned over to my brother because I'm looking at Fiona Apple's like okay is she on drugs has been on drugs currently withdrawing from drugs and he's like it's all yes. three yeah. yeah all at once and actress Lily Reinhart from Riverdale turns 23 years old she's in the movie uh, Hustlers this weekend oh, very nice good way to spell it right JLo stripping movie yep Saturday, September the 14th, actor Walter Koenig turns 83, Chekhov from Star Trek. Oh, okay. Actor Sam Neill turns 72 years old. I hear he's going to be back in the next Jurassic Park movie. I hear That's what they say. Actor Andrew Lincoln, Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead, turns 46 on Saturday. Rick. Carl. <laughs> Sunday, September the 15th, director Oliver Stone turns 73 years old, as does actor Tommy Lee Jones. It's weird to think that they're the same age. <laughs> yeah, it's very odd. And they've worked here. Yeah. Same birthday. How old is Tommy Lee Jones? 73 years old. Actor Tom Hardy turns 42. I'm the same age as Tom Hardy, give or take. A couple months. 
Yeah. You look like him from I kind of do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you know, see Bronson? From, yeah. from a distance. <laughs> Joey it's looks really dark out. Joey looks naked. <laughs> yeah. When they're both naked together, it looks exactly the same. So I'm saying, right? <laughs> I'm just saying we're all Tom Hardy when the lights are out. <laughs> watch Bronson. It's whatever she's thinking. It doesn't <laughs> and Britain's Prince Harry turns 35 on Sunday. Happy birthday to everybody celebrating this weekend. New this week in entertainment at the box office this week, The Goldfinch and Hustlers, which we talked about, the J-Lo stripping movie. Uh, new on television and streaming this week, NXT premieres on USA Network next Wednesday. I've been seeing the commercials for that. Yep, Vince is going to break it off in somebody. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna try to, at least. Try to. The word is that they're going to do a another, because... Can't do it enough, apparently. Another draft before SmackDown heads to Fox. Yeah. Because the Fox executives are like, oh, no, we have some specific folks we want to, you know, if we're going to put the money out, we need a couple of people that we want on the show. Yeah. It'd be interesting if NXT remains a developmental show or if they move some talent over there and try to make it a third actual show. Don't I don't know, know what but, they're going to do. Uh, this week's SmackDown was really good with... Like Elias and they've um, gotten better recently. Yeah, the like shows have. some of them are like trying harder, and it's been like they're they're showing off their talent. I don't know if they were having them hold back lately. I think or, they just didn't have any real direction until recently, when because they've recently split the brands and put two guys in charge. They put Heyman in charge of uh, Raw, and they put Eric Bischoff in charge of SmackDown, and we're like, this is it. Vince is going to go chase the XFL dream that he's had for years. Yeah. So. This is your baby, and Triple H has NXT, so they're kind of, you know, do your thing. Whatever you want to bring to the they're table. Smart. They're doing a lot of stuff, like with Andrade and stuff, yeah. letting him, everybody he wrestles, he makes them look even better. Which is what you want. Because he's you so good. Yeah, make everybody look good. And on Wednesday on FX, American Horror Story 1984 premieres. Wasn't a big fan of a lot of the seasons of American Horror Story, but this one actually looks good because it's kind of got that 80s, 1984, that <laughs> slasher, you know, Camp Crystal Lake, you know, Friday 13th kind of oh. vibe to it. So that's how it looks in the marketing. We all know <laughs> that, that things can change when you actually air the program. Yeah, I watched the first season of that and I, never yeah. watched anything else. New on home video this week, Aladdin's on home video, in case you need to go pick up a copy of that. The Will Smith one? Yes. They, and, and they re-released the cartoon That's out what of the I've Disney Vault, too. The, yeah. the Disney Vault. The Vault. They're like, we're releasing this, and the new one. <laughs> oh, and by the way, <laughs> you can pick them up. I bet you there's a two-pack. If I had to guess, you could probably go pick up a two-pack with those two movies. Uh, if they were smart, they would. Yeah. John Wick 3 Parabellum's out on home video this uh, week. I know. It's hard for me not to buy that. Yeah. But I want to wait and get all... I know like they'll three do pack. Yeah. Yeah. Well, four, because they're going to be making four. Or five there, yeah. or six, or however long they decide to I'll keep going. I'll go see those two. <laughs> and The Dead Don't Die is out on home video this week. Did anybody get a chance to see that? Did you I watch didn't, it? I didn't. Did you? No, no, I didn't get a chance. I wanted to. I did, too. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Let us know, because it looks great. It looks good. Mm. It has the... yeah. It reminds me of how Zombieland came out of nowhere. Didn't right. have a lot of hype, didn't have a lot of buildup, and then you watch it, and you're like, oh, shit. This does not look like Zombieland. It's not the same kind of movie, but it's kind of that same, like, hey, we're just going to quietly release this movie, and people that watch it are going to get it. So well, That's why I kept waiting for my son to be like, hey, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And he's like, yeah, I totally want to see it. We'll go see it, blah, blah. And then we'll, we'll do it here. We'll do it here. And then it was gone. I was like, yeah. damn it, dude. I want to see that in the theater. 
Now you can see it on home video. Yeah. New video games this week. Gears 5 is out on PC, Xbox One, and Borderlands 3. I know what Dusty's doing. Out today on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. I would love to see them delay that <laughs> just because every year he comes in. Hey, man, I hear they're making them. It's going to be out this year. <laughs> and every year for the past three or four years, it's not been out. I'm pretty sure it's out today, though. New comics this week. Uh, let's see. Black Hammer. Have you, you, you're not doing much with the comics anymore, are you? Uh, kind of falling off a little. Here and there. Not, Have you not checked lot. out the Black Hammer series at all? I haven't. It's an independent series that it's... It's really good. It's it's like uh, everything that you loved out of all of the old Silver Age, kind of the modern age of, of characters, but it's its own universe. So they've got a guy that's like Superman, but it's not Superman. They've got a guy that's like Thor, but it's not Thor because, you know. Hmm. Uh, but they're doing a big crossover with DC as Justice League. Black Hammer Justice League number three is out this week. It's, it's a pretty interesting series if you check that out. And then, of course, DC, New Batman, Catwoman, Detective Comics, Event Leviathan, Hawkman, Wonder Twins, Wonder Woman, and Young Justice this week. Marvel has new Absolute Carnage tie-ins going on this week. Amazing Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, Ironheart, King Thor, number one, Loki, Moon Knight Annual, Powers of X, number four, Silver Surfer, number, Silver Surfer Black, number four, and Venom. New collectibles this week. It is all about... The New York City Comic Con Funko Pop reveals still yeah. going on every day. Seems like I know there's there's nothing the past few times that's to me been that interesting. I can't speak for everybody because right. I'm not into Dragon Ball the, Z yeah, or some of the stuff. oddball yeah. stuff. Well, I say oddball, but I don't know some of those. But yeah. I'm pretty stoked for a couple. So since we last talked, they've uh, announced the Warriors Funko Pop with the baseball player that's got the. Face yep. paint. Oh my god, that's that's my one I have to have. There's a Borderlands three. It's like a unicorn that's kind of I don't know. It's almost like a disco ball, but it's not. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I'm not sure how that plays into Borderlands three. Uh, an Overwatch Funko Pop. What is the name of this character? The mouse that has the big mech that he drives around in on. New character. Yeah. Anyway, it looks pretty cool. It's actually a pretty cool looking pop, even though I don't. Some of those Overwatch. Overwatch I don't. Yeah. I don't play. The, I don't no. know anything about it, but like some of the characters, I'm like, wow, those are actually pretty cool. <laughs> they did good character designs. Uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender's Cabbage Man, know, which is just hilarious to me that awesome. he gets his own pop. It's just like Joey. We're gonna. I'm gonna I'm get it try because to get I've it. got yeah. the rest of them. Yep. And then a Samurai Jack and Aku two pack. That, that one looks cool. like a lot of fun. Those are the ones I'm looking at and interested in. Uh, this I gotta get Blood Man and Chronic. Yeah, they get Blood Man and Chronic. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this weekend, Spotlight Conventions, Rose City Comic Con out in Portland, Oregon. Uh, our friends from Mad Cave Studios are going to be out there this year. Yeah, I saw that. It's a long trip from Miami to Portland. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, they have a good weekend and everybody that goes out. If you take pictures and stuff, sh share them with us on social media. We'd love to see your photos. I, I love looking at the cosplay stuff in particular, seeing what people come up with. From so. what I've seen, what's going to be out there for stuff, that looks like a really good one to be out there. It's a good convention. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show. Uh, there are a couple of them out, you know, the Emerald City Comic Cons earlier in the year. It's like in the spring and then Rose City's in the fall in, the, in Seattle and Portland. I mean, Emerald City would be a fun one to go to, too. Oh, yeah. That's that's usually kind of the kickoff of the season. You know, it's not the first convention every year, but it's kind of the first official, like, hey, convention season's here, you know. Yeah. So, which is why sci-fi is always there and everybody that's, you know, kind of been chomping at the bit, ready to get past the winter and ready to get into conventions. Yeah. Stuff, so. 
Last week's poll, we asked the question in anticipation of today's discussion, what movie are you most anticipating the rest of 2019? The poll results are in from Facebook and Twitter. We combined the numbers, and here are the results. At number four, with 0% of the vote, which means not a person voted that this is their most anticipated film. Not saying they don't want to see it. They're saying it's not the most anticipated film of the rest of 2019. Uh, was Rambo Last Blood. Nobody voted for Last Blood. I do want to see that, though. Which is funny because at number three, with 8% of the vote, was Other. So Rambo did not outperform Other this week. Uh, not a good thing. That happens. At number two, with 19% of the vote, was Zombieland 2, Double Tap. A lot of folks looking forward to that yeah, one. Yeah, I am. And this was the question we had when we sat down and we put this poll together last week was, does anybody really, are, where are we at with Star Wars? You know, are we kind of, are we a little anxious about it? You know, kind of, you know, you kind of let us down the last couple times out. Or are we like, it's Star Wars, we're all in. Um, and we said, we'll see what the vote looks like, and it'll kind of give us a feeling for where folks are at. Well, at number one, with 73% of the vote, was Star Wars Episode Nine: Rise of Skywalker. So apparently folks are still on board with the Star Wars. Or there's nothing else in 2019 that's really that they're looking forward to. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that kinda, that's kind of closing out the year, too. I mean, yeah, right as far as something big, big, you know, yeah. so... They Maybe. are one with the force. They are. And we did have some comments. It's funny because we always tell people, if you pick other, leave us some feedback so we know what you're voting for. Right. Uh, we did have one person, uh, Malin1811 on Twitter. Apparently, Malin1811 understands what we mean and what we're asking <laughs> for because they left this comment. I chose other. My answer is Howard. It's a documentary about the life of Howard Ashman. For those who don't know, he wrote The Little Shop of Horrors musical before becoming a producer and lyricist on Disney's versions of Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, and Aladdin. Oh. So, sounds interesting. Sounds like a good documentary. Well, not only. Documentaries are getting a lot better lately. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be like somebody say a documentary, your eyes kind of glaze over and you're like, oh. But nowadays, after the... Ruth Bader Ginsburg one and the Mr. Rogers one, and there have been yeah. a few others lately that's been like, yeah, like... Maybe they're finally picking people that are interesting to us. I don't know. But. Yeah, why not? And this person, whoever is a commented, awesome job, one, commenting. Yeah, hey, give us thanks what for we following wanted, directions. A good job. Pick something that was, <laughs> you know, not a normal movie that someone would yeah, think to go see. But if that's see, something that you're interested in, yeah. That's, yeah, that's killer. I like that. Well, thanks to everyone who voted, whether you commented or not. This next week, if you uh, pick other, we're going to ask you to comment. We will have a new poll question for you. In just a minute, but first, let's talk a little bit about the movies that are coming out the rest of 19. I've got a pretty comprehensive list of the major, and minor, but the major films that are coming out the rest of 2019. We'll just kind of quickly run through these. Let me know where your interest lies in these movies. Are you interested? Are you not interested? Are you, eh, we'll see what happens. Let's kind of go through the list. It's by date, so we'll start with next weekend's releases. Ad Astra. This is the uh, uh, Brad Pitt. His dad apparently was an oh, astronaut, yeah, yeah. got oh, lost yeah. in space. Now he's being sent to things on all the time. The commercials for oh yeah, in between I've, YouTube. I've barely seen the commercials for it. Watch know. YouTube for like <laughs> two minutes, things. Yeah. You'll see it twice okay. at least. I, I'm interested. Interested? Yeah. Okay. No, 
I mean, it, not, not that I don't think <laughs> right. it, I like it looks like it's going to be good. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's just something about it's not. I mean, kind of like, well, I'll say it was a lot like Interstellar. I was going to say, it when reminds I saw, me a lot of Interstellar. In the when marketing. I saw that, I was like not interested. When I actually watched it, I was like, oh, I love this movie. So yeah. maybe I'll be the same way. It has a has an interstellar feel to it. Downton Abbey. Anybody here fans of the show? Anybody going to show up at the movie theater? To watch I just want it to be done so I can stop seeing commercials for it, too. Their marketing team must have spent a billion dollars on marketing for this movie. Yeah. It is on everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm not interested. No way, no no. way interested? No. no. My wife is extremely... Oh, yeah. She wants to go see it. If you're a fan of the show, and there are a lot of them, I'm sure they'll turn out for this, but... But not us. Yeah. Uh, Rambo, Last Blood, did not get a vote in the poll, and it could be because of the way the poll question was worded. What are you most yeah. anticipating? Um, but do you have interest in showing up and seeing Rambo? I'm going to go see it. Yeah. I don't care if anybody doesn't go with me. I'm going to go see this yeah. one. I've yeah. watched all the rest of them. It looks I'm, like a lot of fun. Yeah, it looks good. So It doesn't look like Rambo to me, though, because it looks just like every other old man Stallone movie that's come out in the last... And I've watched all those too. So right. no, I'm, I'm just saying it doesn't have anything that in the marketing doesn't have well, anything that jumps out and it's like, oh, so, shit, that's Rambo. So that's I've watched Rambo. the last trailer because we talked right, about yeah, this yeah. and watched the last trailer and they made sure to show him pulling the, out the uh, knife. Yeah, oh, I know. They sure to have that scene where he pulls, he's got yeah. the compound bow. It's like, okay, so we're getting Rambo stuff. I, so yeah, you I still think, remember. Yeah, I think they're hearing that feedback and they're like, yeah, this doesn't look like Rambo. So yeah. they're kind of like, well. We were saving it for the movie, but I guess we're going to throw it in the market. Yeah, exactly. I had this weird moment a year ago. I was one of the local TVs here. They show or channels here. They show old movies, and it was the sequel to um, what was it? Saturday. It was like Saturday Night Fever, the old John. Yeah, Volta and then movie. the s- a sequel, uh, Staying Alive. Staying Alive, yeah, yeah. and it was on, and he's like doing this weird dance routine. Was it jacked up, looking like Rambo with like the bandana? Was whatever. it him or was it Frank? Because Frank Stallone, his brother, actually, I think wrote and maybe was in. Well, and they look really similar, other than the fact that Sylvester Stallone is jacked. It, it was totally John Travolta, right, looking like Rambo, and I was like, wow, what the hell? And so I looked it up. Sylvester Stallone directed the movie, right, and he has a dance sequence that. It looks like Rambo dancing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> well, you remember the uh, John Travolta movie where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis was the uh, not Yo- uh, the Yoda. Is that what you said? No, I was, I was like, <laughs> Dude, stop, I, Jasper, no, but I want to see that. No, <laughs> like, Jasper, I was going to say yoga. It's not yoga. It's not. But ja- whatever they did back in the eighties, you know, where they wore exercise. The, yeah, all, that, shit, all yeah. that stuff. Do you remember him in that? Because he was like, yeah, was he was in movie? damn good shape in that movie too. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it. But I can't. Yeah, yeah she but, had the leotard on yeah. and this headband, and yeah, yeah. I, I I can see the box art, but I cannot think of the name of the movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Abominable. I think that's one of these animated uh, computer graphic. Oh my kinda. gosh! Because my daughter's watching Disney and stuff the whole time. She's in getting the hospital all that. Too. Yeah. I, that commercial was on all the time too. I was like, yeah. oh my god! Any interest? Yay or nay? No, no. no. Judy, starring uh, Renee Zellweger as Judy Garland. I see what they're trying to do, but it's no. probably an Oscar bait kind of yeah. thing. Don't know. That I'm going to rush out and see it. Joker. What are yeah, our thoughts on Joker? I'm curious about Joker. Uh, you know, yeah, I'm curious. I, I definitely want to go see it. I was like, no, I don't want to see it. Right. And yeah. then a trailer, a better trailer came out, like second trailer or something. I was like, okay, I'm interested. 
And then something else, and I'm like, well, maybe I'm not. But this last trailer that they dropped, I was like, okay, I'm here. I'll go see it. Yeah, I, let's, I, let's do the Joker dance. Yeah. So I think they're wait. I, this is just my opinion. Doesn't right. mean nothing. Yep. I think they're waiting to see how it does, and if it gets the, what they think it's going to get, then they're going to start claiming it a little more, and right. we're going to see potentially him being in some more, you know, a couple more maybe. I don't know that they're planning on anything beyond this one. Just, and I don't think it's because of, I think I think they just I think they're out of the sequels and universes and all that yeah. i think they're just making a movie now and i think i think what's going to happen is you're going to start seeing more warner brothers pictures making more movies that have nothing to do with comic books but have name recognition of a character i wouldn't be surprised if instead of another version of robin hood starring flavor of the month british guy and whoever else we can slap in there to sell it to the americans i think you'll get a green arrow instead, or, you know what I'm saying? I think that, I think that that's more likely that they're just going to pimp out the name of their characters for totally not comic related properties that are just, hmm. they're just going to make movies. I think that's my guess. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We shall see. Have you guys seen the trailers and the advertising for Dolomite? My Dolomite is my name. Yes. Starring yeah, Eddie have, Murphy. I have seen the trailers. This is going to get a limited. It's going to be like out in one theater, the the theater that Netflix bought or whatever, and yeah. they put it out on Friday night or whatever, <laughs> run it for the weekend. Um, so you're most probably going to catch it streaming instead of in a theater. But this looks pretty good. It looks like Eddie Murphy remembered that he can act yeah. and be funny and not have to like ham it up and not have to do kids movies yeah so i just hand him some dvds of Zola stuff be like just just watch it just just yeah. sit down for a weekend <laughs> so thoughts are we gonna check this one out oh yeah i'm definitely checking this yeah, one out yeah sounds like it'd be I, worth I, watching i laugh my ass off just at the trailer <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, absolutely it looks good uh, Lucy in the Sky. This is the Natalie Portman one where she, it's based on her true story. She's an astronaut. She goes into space. She's not all there to begin with. And then she comes back and ends up in an affair with somebody. And is this the one where she like was driving down the road in a diaper? The, the actual astronaut that the story is based on? Yes. yes. This is that story. Yes. Oh my God. I remember when that happened. Yeah. It wasn't all that long ago. I'm <laughs> yeah. surprised we're getting the movie this is like, we already had that in production before the headline got off the press. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, that worked out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, are we going to see this one? No. I didn't know it was being made, but, you know, I think I might check it out. She's got a really, does a really shitty accent in this one. Okay. She does not do accents well. You notice yeah. that? Natalie Portman can do some things well, but accents is not one of them. <laughs> the Adams Family, the new CG. I think we talked about this last week. Yeah, we kind of did. Did we, anybody going to see this one? No. I, I mean, if by happenstance it's on. Because It'll be on TBS or something. Is watching yeah. it. Yeah, I mean that if it's somewhere, when it's on TBS yeah. on a Sunday afternoon in October. I just want to watch the '90s movie. Yeah, which will be on constantly in heavy rotation in about three weeks. Yeah, uh, Gemini Man. This is the Will Smith movie where Will Smith plays Will Smith, mildly, who's after Will Smith. I'm mildly interested. Hunting Will Smith. It looks. It looks like. They're like, okay, we're going to give you a ton of action. We're going to give you a lot of Will Smith. So, yeah. We're going to give you twice as much as twice you would thought you wanted. Doesn't he have an accent in this, too? Does he? I don't know. I think there's some, some spots in the trailer where I'm just like, does he have an accent? Or is he just... 
I don't know what's going on. He might be trying one just trying so, just to, so, trying like, to, so you can differentiate the yeah. two or something. Maybe. So we see in this one, yes, no? I might. I might, yeah. Okay. The King, I think this is another one that's going to go mostly straight to streaming. It's a British royal family drama in the vein of all the British royal family yeah. dramas that have been out in the last few years. Oh, I'm nice. sure it'll get an Oscar nomination, but do we care? No. No? All right. Parasite. Thoughts on Parasite? Have you seen the trailers for I've Parasite? I've seen the trailers, and I would like to actually see this movie. This is a, I believe it's Korean film. Yeah, I yeah. love those Korean movies. Uh, trailer gives you nothing. Nope. Uh, it tells you absolutely nothing about this movie, but it is, whether it's the score or whatever, it is, just looks creepy as fuck. Yeah. And from what I understand, those that have seen it are saying, you have no idea what's coming. <laughs> you just, you don't know. You'll walk in and you'll have no idea what you're going to be watching. And when you're, the movie ends, you'll be like, I didn't see that coming at all, yeah. but they won't spoil it, which is good. It's directed by Bong uh, Jun Ho. Who directed, He's done a lot of he did good stuff. Snowpiercer, which I love. Snowpiercer. Yep. He did the host, I think, which is an underrated yeah. Korean horror film. Hmm. I don't even have to ask this one, but I will. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh yeah, I'll watch it definitely with bells on. I can't <laughs> wait. I would love to go somewhere where they were going to do the. There pit. are a few of them that are still around. I don't know if there are tickets still available. They're, most but, of them are sold out, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 I don't think they sold a whole lot of tickets for any of them, and so yeah, they went pretty quick. Well, we've seen them, we've kind of talked to them, yeah, so. we've shook their hands. So yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I can see it without them. See it without there. having to sit there and listen <laughs> to them. Uh, Jojo Rabbit. <laughs> this is the Taika Waititi as Hitler. Definitely going going to see this movie. Is this based on an anime? Is that what this I is, or it's it a is. video game or something? It's, it's just. I think it's based on something, but it looks absolutely absurd. It, it looks amazing. It looks fun. Yeah, I, it looks absurd. Like just I surreal. Had to, I had to watch the trailer a couple times just to decide Figure if it was. Yeah, at. and I was like, I don't know. This looks great. Yeah, I, I've shown some people at work the trailer, and they're just like. And then they start laughing, and I'm like, yeah, see what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You can't help but not. Yeah, because it, it was at the, I forget what movie it was that they played it before. And like, everybody's kind of like. Probably once upon a time, I'm guessing. Maybe, and it's just kind of like, <laughs> like they were almost like, well, it's Hitler. I'm Am not I allowed sure to if laugh I could, at this? Yeah. And, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> and everybody's kind of looking at me, but then everybody started laughing too, so I was like, well. It's just, okay to laugh at Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> there are certain things you don't laugh at, but it's different to at get up, goose yeah. step around. And, yeah, you know, yeah. That's totally that's different. different. But laughing that. at him, that's fine. Uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Uh, are we. Any thoughts on this one? Well, I like the first. It yeah. was, it, I, because I was thinking it was going to be so terrible that right. when we finally did watch it, I was like, oh, well, that's better than that. And maybe that was it. I was, my bar was like so low it was underground. <laughs> right. So, but the wife wants to see it, and that's I'll probably end up taking her out to it. see it. Yeah. I saw it in the original, and eh. I mean, yeah, it was better than it had any right. Oh, yeah, to it doesn't yeah. rate in my top, you know, <laughs> it wasn't movie of the year movies, yeah. but no, yeah. it, it was better than I thought. And I, I like when I'm pleased when something's not as horrible as I think it's going to be. So, if that makes sense. Zombieland, Double Tap. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm waiting for that as soon as the credits were rolling for the first one. Yeah. I'm definitely seeing that one. The Lighthouse. This trailer is creepy as shit. <laughs> Another creepy as hell. It's kind of up my alley. I'd, yeah. I'd like to see that one in a dark theater. Is this, so based on what you understand of it, because the marketing, the trailers and everything, 
it's keeping that old timey square. It's not even four three. It's like yeah. four four aspect ratio. Is the whole movie shot in that? Is I that you understand? No okay. idea. I just know it, it looks weird. It looks weird. It looks. <laughs> it's got Willem Dafoe being creepy. It's got Robert Pattinson being creepy. There's a lot of creepiness going on. Everything wow. about the movie looks creepy as hell. Who was it that is the filmmaker? Because he did uh, something yeah. else recently. Uh, shoot. If you hadn't asked, yeah, if you hadn't told, asked, I would have been able to tell you. I'll move on, and you come back and tell oh. us when you find it. Okay. Motherless Brooklyn. This is the Ed Norton film. That's kind of a mobster film. Uh, it's playing a lot at a lot of the film festivals. They haven't done a whole lot of press for, or uh, advertising for it. Yeah, yet. I haven't seen that. So, so we'll skip that one. Terminator Dark Fate. Do we care about Terminator Dark Fate? No. <laughs> Another one of those. That <laughs> if I see it at some point, yeah. but am I going to go out of my way to go see it? Probably not. I enjoyed Salvation for what it was, but I didn't care for Genesis, and I just don't care anymore. Yeah, I didn't even care for Salvation. The uh, the, the it's not even a trailer. The marketing where they had the city that turned into the skull as you panned out from it and stuff. Yeah. That that was cool. That was the it, best part of that movie. It was a. Yeah. That was it. That was yeah. the best part of that movie. I enjoyed that movie a little bit more, but it's not a great movie by any means. No. I liked it better than three. Well, yeah, well, three was trash. Did you find the who's the director? Director is Robert Eggers, and he's the director of the the witch, yes. or which movie? The witch, but it, yeah, you know, it's spelled with two V's, right? Which came out a couple years ago. Yeah, it's a twenty sixteen, I think. Twenty twenty. No, 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 no. Why is it that? Why twenty fifteen? Again, creepy movie. Yeah. All, all atmosphere and creepiness. Uh, we've got The Irishman. This is the Scorsese film. It's a Scorsese film about Irish mob, so yeah. we're all going to see it at some point. Um, yeah, I'll see it. He's, yeah. he's got, like, you know, every geriatric in the movie. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> he got Joe Pesci out of retirement or whatever the hell he was doing. <laughs> I, don't know, I think it was a Other forced retirement. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Exile, whatever, isolation, whatever it was. <laughs> the mob went and got him and took him out. <laughs> exactly. You don't need to be making those. Marriage Story. This is the Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Apparently their marriage is falling apart movie. Hmm. Getting a lot of buzz on the film festival circuit. I guess Adam Driver's got a year you know, behind him and ahead of him still. He's got a lot of stuff. So apparently this might be the uh, the one that they nominate him for. But it's really kind of the, hey, you've had a good year. Movie is kind of you know nomination, right? If it does it for him, yeah, then good. I probably won't go see it, but I mean, yeah. Doctor Sleep. This is the sequel to The Shining. It looks like you know the book The Shining is nothing like Kubrick's movie, right? And Doctor Sleep was a sequel to the novel, right? But it looks like the movie they is a sequel to the movie is a sequel to the movie they reshot some scenes yeah except for the elevator sequence but right. everything else they reshot yeah and it looks just like kubrick so what do we think because the book's not any good I mean, the book was trash <laughs> i don't know i never got to read the book my mom owns it but i don't, yeah. I don't think she read it either yeah um so uh, any thoughts do we want to go see a sequel to the shining at this point or? i mean if the book well, was trash really. and if they're gonna make it more like the movie of the original, maybe. right? Uh, it has it has a better chance by being the sequel to the movie, I think, than if it was a adaptation of the book. But right, I don't know. Charlie's Angels. Do we care about another version of Charlie's Angels? <laughs> Who's in it? Uh, <laughs> Kristen <on>. Stewart <laughs> and two or three other young ladies whose names I don't even know. Yeah, when we when we were talking about this before, I did. I, 
I, I either had to ask you or I had to ask David one of the I think, two. Yeah, we, yeah, I think we all went to our phones and were like, okay, here's the name. Let's yeah. see if you can come up with a picture and a credits list. And, and then, yeah, when they when said, like, oh, that, that person was that character in that one thing yeah. that one time. But, Elizabeth Banks, Kristen yeah, yeah. Stewart, and Naomi Scott. Yeah, yeah, there's some, uh, there are a couple, of, but I don't think because Elizabeth Banks is not one of the angels. I think she's Charlie, actually. Elizabeth Banks. I think is I think Ben Kingsley's in it Bo- as well. Bosley. Yeah, Bosley. I'm sorry. But yeah. it also has Patrick Stewart in Bosley. Right. There are multiple Bosleys. I think. And then yeah, Bosley's kind of like a title as opposed to a name in this version. I think. Yeah. Like Bosley is your handler. That's their generic. When name. does this take place? Because they have someone playing. Well, never mind. Yeah. said Peter Fleming. I was thinking Ian Fleming, so never mind. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts? Does anybody want to see another Charlie's Angels? No. no. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Ford v. Ferrari. This is the Matt Damon, Christian Bale. We're going to race, and we're going to beat I Ferrari am, at their game. With I'm, on, Ford. I'm on board for this movie because I know the story. I've known yep. the story forever, and I, it looks like it's going to be great. But if you're not a gearhead a gearhead you don't care about the story yeah. part of it then you're gonna be like no thank you but yeah i'm totally stoked for that movie i didn't know it was a thing so i'll yeah. look it up i think the actors will give fine performances i don't think i care at all about the story <laughs> 21 bridges that's where we got our four gt from yeah 21 bridges this is the chadwick boseman the black panther is a police officer and something has happened and they have to like shut down the 21 bridges leading out of the city or somebody has to get out before the 21 bridges are shut down i don't know 21 bridges is the gimmick it's the MacGuffin. is that the prequel to that will smith movie <laughs> that's funny it's pretty <laughs> generic um yeah a beautiful day in the neighborhood this is tom hanks playing fred rogers i'll i'll see it probably not in theaters but i'll see it same yeah because it is obviously going to be a good movie, and right? I mean, and like yeah. I said, that another Tom Hanks Oscar-nominated performance, probably. I know when I saw the trailer in the theater and the kids were singing to him and the thing, knowing full well this was a movie, those are right, actors, right. blah blah. But I was still like, okay, that's that's beautiful. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> in the neighborhood. Frozen Two. Anybody care about the Frozen Two? Fuck no. Frozen Two. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> yep. Oh, if it's only like that. that <laughs> <might be. laughs> what it was they're bringing out the cardboard <laughs> they're doing some moves that'd be oh, yeah. fantastic <laughs> a cardboard broke here <laughs> freezes it yeah there you go <laughs> uh knives out everybody excited for this one I, I i you know i'd like to see this it's like clue meets murder on the orient express i just i have to see it just because i gotta figure out exactly what daniel craig's trying to do because he's got uh, again another weird accent and he's I mean, yeah, he's Bond, and he does those. He's not bad in those movies. But some of the other stuff that he has done, like, like Road to Lo- Perdition, Lucky, Lucky Logan, Logan uh, Layer Cake, those are fun. I mean, he's good. He's yeah. he's a better actor than what the Bond movies give him to work with, I think. Yeah, he so really is. I think this will be kind of fun. Yeah. Plus, we get to see Chris Evans being a jackass, apparently. <laughs> he's got a pretty nice little ensemble cast. Doesn't nice. someone call Daniel Craig... Uh, was it the Colonel? The Colonel, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's got a weird accent going yeah. on in it. I don't know why. Some sort of Southern gentleman. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's what he's going for. I don't, I'm kind of confused. I think he and Natalie Portman ought to do a movie together where they just speak in accents. It's called accents. Yeah, a Southern accent. <laughs> That'd be <laughs> That'd the, name of the movie. 
If you're listening to Hollywood. In 2020. <laughs> yeah. Accents. So, uh, Black Christmas, a remake of the old Black Christmas. When was the old Black Christmas? Uh, that was an 80s slasher film set at Christmas time. Shockingly, like I, I know I've heard of it, but I've right. never seen the original. There was a lot of those, though. Oh, That's yeah. hard Silent to Night, Deadly yeah. Night, and yeah, all Santa that stuff. Claus. Uh huh. Yeah. Jumanji, the next level. Okay. I, <laughs> I got real quiet I, in here. That first movie was funnier than I thought. It <laughs> Again, would be. another one. Yeah, it is better yeah, than it should have been. It? Chris McKenna was a writer on it, so yeah. I was like, okay, when I saw his name in the credits, like, I might enjoy this, and I did. So I don't know if he's doing the sequel. I hope he is. I don't know. I, I don't know. If he is, I'll, yeah, I'll see it. If it's one of those things where I'm like, not much else going on, I may go see it, but I'm not, not that I think it's going to be bad, just, I don't know. Yeah. But, I don't know. Is it going to be the same people? Yeah. yeah. Yes, but they are, for example, in the last one, they are kids who get put into these avatars. Apparently, they're the same kids, a little older, the same avatars, but it's not the same kids in the same avatars. Oh, if that so makes sense. Different. So, yeah. yeah, different characters. So the, the person that was Jack Black is now the rock, you know, or whatever. I don't know that specifically, but the idea being that, yeah. And, and I guess it's like Danny, Danny Glover and Danny DeVito are the grandparents of the kids and they somehow get sucked in and they are some of the avatars as well. So, okay. It'll be something. Uh, Sean the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. What the hell is this? <laughs> it's uh, one of those Ardman animation, the uh, clay stop motion, kind of like Wallace and Gromit kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Is it from the same creators? Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. Maybe watch <laughs> it. Cats. Well, there's nothing but horror stories about <laughs> this thing. Yeah. The uh, This is one of those where, mm, you know, they were able to redo Sonic the Hedgehog and turn that around quickly. It would be nice if maybe they could go back and clean up cats a little Have bit. Have they released what the new Sonic looks like? Yet? Oh, no. They're still working on it. I think, uh, okay. I, I think they're keeping that in their back pocket as a matter of, okay, in every shot, we've got this right. Now, in every shot, we're working on it. So we got the teeth corrected. And now, so whatever you get when they run out of time and or money, that's going to be what they're going to say was the redesign. But really, I think it's a priority list of let's get these shots fixed and what we end up with is what we end up with. That's what it sounds like. Rise of Skywalker. We know 73% of the folks that voted in the poll are all about Rise of Skywalker. What do you guys think? Because we've touched on it, but I don't know that we've come out and planted a flag and said this is what I think. Well, I will say that I I went back and watched the other two uh-huh. recently just to go, okay, fresh eyes, fresh me, right. you know, everything. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't hate the movies. Right. And they were enjoyable to watch. You know, are they are Star Wars movies? No. But so I'm hoping this next slash last one of these, they just go, okay. We've heard what your problems were with everything. Th- we're going to try to give you... We're going to go out with a bang. I'm hoping that. But I- I'm afraid it's not, so I don't know. We'll see. Curse? I don't know. I don't know. Like, okay, I will admit, I enjoyed The Last Jedi more than most people. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm still just sort of like, I'm kind of over it. I'm over the Star Wars thing, maybe. I don't know. 
because you know your star wars was the original trilogy right my star wars was the prequels right yeah i mean these were better than the prequels for the most part but they still i don't know as a movie they were better than the prequels yeah the problem i have with this next star wars movie is the same problem i had with episode seven and episode eight is this cast is terrible there is no charisma in this class i didn't i did not realize you could suck charisma out of oscar isaac and i don't know where they went with it it's like just they tried to give him something but he but he it's just it's bad you know where it was going right in last jedi where he was literally walking across the street and going to do annihilation well good i'm (laughs) glad he did something because (laughs) that was a waste of uh, yeah it's it's just I don't know. There is nothing about any of these characters that makes them compelling to me on the screen for two plus hours to sit yeah. there and be like, wow, you can hit all the story beats. You can make a visually stunning film. But if it, if you don't have the character work down, then then you're just masturbating in the movie theater you're just now you're it's it's worthless there's nothing peewee's playhouse yeah. what, what were you doing in the theater <laughs> yeah. in case that was hey, if now. i missed that wait does alamo know about this oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they sponsored it oh, it's, it's uh, dark but it's still pretty lit in there man that's that's bold you gotta you gotta go to one of the screens where they bring the lights up and the sound down yeah that's, wow for all i am gonna start taking some lights all with you little women does anybody care about little women another version of the book I can't imagine. Yeah. I mean, it's like a Charlie's Angels. (laughs) And we wrapped the year in movies with Spies in Disguise with Tom Holland and Will Smith. Is it Will Smith? Yeah, it's Will Smith, I think. This is the computer animated one where they turn the spy into a pigeon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we care? Yay, nay. No. I haven't seen the trailer for it, I don't think. All right. So we asked folks at home and our listeners and the folks on social media what they're most anticipating from the list what are you most anticipating as far as films to go see at the movies in tw- the rest of 2019 well i know for sure the, the rambo one i am looking forward okay. to that just to wrap that up and of course the end of the year i'm looking forward to the star wars movie love it or hate it i'm gonna go watch it and i'm gonna enjoy it so i'm trying to think of in between Mine's like Jojo Rabbit or The Lighthouse. Those are just kind of popping out at me. Yeah. Zombieland also. Yeah, Zombieland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Yeah, I think the ones... I mean, yes, we're going to see Star Wars. We might even try to figure out a way to do something where we can get everybody together. Maybe we get the theater, do a private screening or something. Even That'd be fun. Um, but yeah, you know, I'll see Star Wars and I'll see some of these others, but... I think the lighthouse is the one I'm most looking forward to seeing in the theater. Yeah, if I had to pick one. Yeah, kind of like last year, the movie that I wanted to see in theater the most I got to see in theater was Mandy. Yeah, with Nicolas Cage. The weekend that they released it at theaters the, before it went yeah. to Shutter or and whatever. It went actually, to. I got to like maybe a couple of days before because Legion M did a thing down mm-hmm. there. Yeah, so I got all kinds of cool stuff. At the same time, and it was just a batshit crazy time. Yeah. And I enjoyed every minute of it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard for me. I know, like, everybody, uh, well, not everybody, most of my friends love horror movies. Yeah. And they, when I'm like, no, I'm not interested at all, they're like, 
does it scare you? Was the thing? And I was like, no, it literally has no interest. I have zero interest in a horror movie. Yeah. And they're like, well, I was like, the only thing I could figure is Joey knows this. My very first movie, I was four years old in Chicago, was Andrewville Horror. My second movie was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. My mom would take me to these movies. And after that, at growing up, I have zero. I'll watch some of them. You know, I, I like watching the Friday the 13th and the, you know, Freddy Krueger stuff and all that. But I, I was just like watching. Yeah. Did I get excited about the movie? No. Yeah. Did I get jump scared or something? No. Yeah. I just, it, they hold nothing for me. And I wish they did because yeah. they're good movies. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot right. of good horror movies. I just, it just kind of people are like, oh, you don't want to see it? It's like, I kind of don't. I don't know. I'm looking forward to the lighthouse because it looks like it is just however long the movie is, 90 minutes probably, I'm guessing. It's not going to be overly long. Let's call it two hours even of just two guys in a very claustrophobic set. And you're just watching them descend into whatever madness, madness there yeah. is. Yeah. So it's it going to be kind of more of like a suspense type. I think it's going to be more of a, I don't even, I think it's, I, I don't even know that it is a horror movie. I think it's more of a, you're watching these guys who their job is to keep the fire lit in the lighthouse. Uh-huh. And it's a real lonely, real shitty job. You know, you got the waves and it's cold and stuff. And I think that you know, you've got go Willem Dafoe, who's just, I think he's done it for so long. He's just lost his mind and doesn't know how to, doesn't know what's real. He's been so long without seeing another person kind of thing. I think it's just that whole, you know, if anything, if you had to compare it to anything mainstream, I don't even know what you'd compare it to. It has a little bit of like a, and I'll say this and you'll immediately see it's not a good analogy, but it has a little bit of that silence of the lambs feel to it. As far as like, this guy could be crazy okay, or maybe there is something going on and he knows more. You know, it's just kind of a, I don't know. It's got a, it's got a mm. cool atmosphere, cool vibe. It'll be cool to see if they do. Like I said, they keep the, the font and the color and the screen ratio and all that stuff to look like this throwback of an old kind of thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested. That's the one yeah. I'm most anticipating because I know so little about it. Like if I had to pick a number two, it would probably be Parasite for the same reason. It's yeah, I know Parasite. so little about it, and Parasite's apparently it's one. so, yeah, just, you know, I don't know. You know what I think would be kind of fun to do? Make a movie that's got that weird, dark atmosphere like uh, – the lighthouse but it also has like a the satirical tone of jojo rabbit yeah you could do that too <laughs> be interesting because it yeah we'll give it time <laughs> we'll get there eventually Hollywood every, every idea listen. gets there yeah. yeah so that's what we're looking at in movies the rest of the year our pop quiz for this week moving into next week's discussion we're going to shift away from movies i mean we'll still talk about movies as the release and stuff but looking at tv and streaming in 2019, the rest of this year, so really we're talking about the fall season that's starting up. We're going to ask the same question, but it's going to be what television and streaming, whether it's a series, an event, something, an episode, what are you most looking forward to in television and streaming in 2019? That is the question for this week. Other, of course, is going to be one of the choices because we there's so much we can't get it all in three or four choices. If you choose other when you vote this week, please leave a comment. So we got to come up with three other things, or up to three other things in television and streaming that we're most looking forward to in this upcoming fall television streaming season. Yeah. Thoughts? 
I think you have to put the Crisis on Infinite Earths on there. Yeah. I think that's kind of the, the gimme. That's the low-hanging fruit. I think everyone knows my answer here. I, I know your answer. Go ahead and say it. Uh, I, said the, I said the network, not the show. Uh, Creep Show. Creep Show is my answer. Yep. Looking nice. forward to that. Yeah. So we've got Creep Show, Crisis on Infinite Earths. One more. What else? What are you looking forward to? Kind, I would have normally said CW right, stuff crisis, coming right. back. But honestly, I know this is weird, but uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot wait for each one of those to come out. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's anything announced yet for the rest of this year, though, is the problem. I thought there was. No, not for 2019. Oh, man. So you got to come up with something else, which is great because it's a little bit CW. It's a little bit creep show. That would have been a great bridge between the two, but not not announced for 2019. I am sad. Yeah. What else? I lied to the wife because I really thought there was something coming (laughs) out. And, and, you know, this is Netflix, though. Sometimes yeah. they will tell you. I mean, they sat on The Punisher's second season until like, two weeks before. So it's possible they maybe have something planned but haven't told us. I could see them dropping something in October and just mm-hmm. not telling anybody until October. That's so, tough. Of man. what's announced, of what we know. Oh, man, that's tough because I've been so out of the loop the past couple weeks. Yeah, I have totally... I'm brain dead on this. Yeah, just thinking through September, we've got American Horror Story, like we talked about, starts up next week. But a lot of people aren't really that interested nah, like they were. Seem like it. Uh, Creep Show, the end of the month. October is when all your CW stuff comes back. Uh, Runaways is in December. Don't know if anybody cares anymore. I, I like the show. But yeah, and it's not, I'll watch it. Yeah. But it's not like, ooh, I can't wait for the new. We've got uh, Castle Rock Season 2 coming out this oh, yeah, yeah. Ca- this calendar year. But again, after Season 1, yeah. I don't know if anybody just cares. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a few others. Oh, we got uh, Watchmen coming out oh, yeah, the in October. Out. That's a good other one. Uh, we've got the, his Dark Materials we mentioned. Um, it, it's, there's not a whole lot of new stuff. Yeah. If you don't have a pick, I'll throw out there just so we have a third option. The Wednesday night, you know, head-to-head between NXT and oh, AEW. Yeah, there you go. Just to see if there's anything there. Yeah. I was trying to think a little. I don't know where my brain was going <laughs> with trying to think of something. That's great. That's, there's that's, not a series. I mean, Fox has said we're going to do animation Sundays and we got a football game. And then we're going to do football on Thursdays, I think. And then some Saturdays there's football and Sundays. And then they've got SmackDown on Fridays now, so they really don't – they're not doing anything else. And I think everybody else is kind of like, we're not going to do anything either then. You know what I mean? There's yeah. not there's not a whole lot of new stuff from any network really. Even like CBS, which has lost a few things here in recent years, they're not – it's just, hey, we can, you know, on the cheap, we can make another NCIS version or, you know, it's, yeah. there's nothing new and exciting and fresh really coming. I wonder why. Pike. Is it – I think you've got. I think we're at the point now where everybody that has a show has got a show. You know what I mean? There's not yeah. anybody that's taking risks. I think a lot of folks are waiting to see how Disney Plus changes the landscape. I think some folks are afraid to throw a whole lot of money around right now because they don't know what's going to happen to their stock price. Um, huh. I think. Yeah, I think that's my guess is that we're all kind of in a holding pattern to see what Disney. 
how Disney performs, what that means for the rest of the landscape, especially in the streaming world. Um, and I think that the major networks are trying to figure out if they can, instead of spending money on a scripted program, if they can throw money at more, more sports, more reality TV. I mean, we've seen Ninja Warriors and Titan games. And I think it feels like they're, you know, those are a lot cheaper to produce than to pay the contracts of actors and writers and directors and come up with 22 episodes of whatever series. So, feels like the networks are going to try to skimp out a little bit and everybody else is just kind of waiting to see what happens after Disney launches is what it feels like. Yeah. I, could, I could be wrong. I don't know. Yeah, no. Some of my favorite stuff to watch is like the Forged in Fire where they make the swords and oh, yeah. knives. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. Chopped. And, and chopped yeah, we talked about and, all the yeah. Food Network stuff. Yeah. And, so that's kind of where I'm at with a lot of stuff anymore. Yeah. I don't, but I, even those are like on their 6, 7, 10, 12 yeah. seasons and, you know. Isn't NCIS bringing back characters from JAG all of a sudden? Yeah, I think because they're probably trying to wrap that up at some <laughs> point. Or yeah, yeah, they're it, yeah, they kind of do that. NBC's got their own Chicago verse where they've got Chicago Fire, Chicago yeah, EMS, it, Chicago Law, Chicago this, that, and the isn't other. Isn't that all in the same like Law and Order verse as well? I think it's all yeah tied together, and then you know, and then you get all the NCISs that are all. They'll do their annual crossover, which is never as big as like the CW's annual crossover. They aren't like yeah. fighting Martians and Nazis, but right. like this guy will go over to that episode of that show for this week. Or, it's like, oh, yeah. remember these people from JAG twenty years ago? Yeah. Hey, look at them now; they're old, yeah. and they're back on television. So, yeah. so yeah. that's going to be the pop quiz for this week. We're asking you, what are you most anticipating in television and streaming in twenty nineteen? Your choices are the Crisis on Infinite Earths on the CW, Creep Show on Shutter. The Wednesday Night Wars between the WWE and AEW or other. And if you vote for other again, please let us know what you're voting for. And you can even say, I'm voting other because it's not one of those. That's okay. That's still a comment. Yeah. But if there is something in particular that you are looking forward to this year, let us know. The poll is up right now. The pop quiz you can vote on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for at PGTC Podcast. That stands for Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. And that it's pinned right to the top of those pages, so you can't miss them when you go there. Or you can call and leave a recorded message with your vote on the hotline at 417-986-7842. I'm not kidding. If you call and leave a message and it's <laughs> suitable for publication, we will put your voice on next week's show with your response. Links to all that and more at popgoestheculture.com. Coming up in the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network Thursday, Kenny and I are going to be back out at the Alamo Draft House with David and Jen. We're going to be talking about what happened this weekend at the box office. I don't know what did happen at the weekend. I'm going to guess It Chapter 2 is still number one. I would say so. I'm going to guess Hustlers is number two. Yeah. I don't know if Goldfinch cracks the top five. It doesn't have to do much, but we'll see what happens. No, not compared to what some of the other ones are. Four million here and something like that. Three million there. Yeah. Uh, All of that and whatever is new and newsworthy, we'll be talking about that on the back lot by Alamo Drafthouse. This week's poll that we're doing at the Backlot's a lot of fun. You're going to want to check this one out. If you go to Backlot Pod on Facebook and Twitter, you can vote. Again, pinned right to the top of those pages. The poll we did this week at the Backlot was a lot of fun to do. We drafted, the four of us sat around the table, and we drafted our top five movie soundtracks. I kind of wish I was there. It was kind of fun. Yeah. I kind of want to do that one again. Maybe not with soundtracks, but we'll pick another topic. Yeah. Um, Because it was fun. Yeah. It was just like, you know, a lot of people right now are doing the fantasy football draft stuff, which I know they're not drafting now because the season started, but 
you know, it kind of had that feel to it. Like, oh, I, can I pick this one or can I let it slide a little bit? Yeah. Maybe pick it later. And yeah, and um, I made the mistake of letting them letting let a couple, couple of them go. Slide. Yeah, and I was like, oh I man, saw, I didn't know other people was gonna want those. I yeah. saw Jennifer post about it on one of the Alamo on their pages, sites. Yeah, and uh, I was like, the crow soundtrack, the crow soundtrack. Can he pick the crow soundtrack? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. Can I say I kind of like the Crow Two soundtrack a little bit better than the really? Crow soundtrack? A little bit. I'd have to look it up. Though, yeah. remember it had uh, "Gold Dust Woman" by Hole was the big <laughs> one, which, as much as I don't like Hole, they actually did a really good job with that song. Yeah. There were a few others. I can't think off the top of my head. Zombie on that one, or was he in the third no, one? No, I think. Yeah, I don't think he's on the. I can't remember. I'd have to look it up. But I remember Deftones. when you picked it, I was like, I know I like two better. Deftones was in. Uh, too. Was it? They they were in the movie. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah, they were on a lot of things. I think they were on the either both or one of the. Uh, they did a song on the Queen of the Damned and Dracula yeah. Two Thousand. Yeah, oh, I so, used to have the Dracula Two Thousand. Yeah. I picked the Magnet and all that. Yeah, I oh, picked yeah. Queen of the Damned because of you know the, Jonathan Davis. Jo- yeah, writing everything. I still would love to hear him do his versions of. Them. Yeah. Did you get it's totally unrelated? <laughs> off the topic. <laughs> Did you ever pick up the Prince album that came out over the summer where it was his demo version of all the songs he had written? Not all the songs, but of songs he had written and then other bands had recorded. So it had like Manic Monday. Um, what else did it have on there? Sex Shooter, Jungle Love, a bunch of other songs that were hits for other folks yeah. that he had written and recorded and then, you know. So, Gave to other people? Yeah. Or, well, they bought. He didn't give them away. Well, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But others had recorded. Yeah. You know, Nothing Compares to You, which yeah. we've all heard. but. Um, yeah, it's pretty good. It was, it was a good little. I album. saw it, but I didn't. I yeah. didn't think to pick it up. Mortal Kombat. That was another soundtrack. That, I, <laughs> that would have yeah. been a good one to pick. I'm kind of surprised we didn't even oh, mention it in our. Yeah. I, I look back on like the Mortal Kombat soundtrack and the yeah. Crow soundtrack as like, you know, I, I segued off into grunge for a long time, but right. I came right back into the industrial. Yeah. 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 Well, that the was closest a lot of I think we got was the, maybe like the Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, you know, that's, soundtrack yeah. that'd be because the rest of it, we kind of tried to stay more towards. Well, it wasn't on purpose. We just, I had the prep work I had done is I'd kind of ranked them like I think this one will probably go early. I think this one will probably go, and I was surprised that ones that I mean the ones I thought would go early did in part because I took them, but there were some <laughs> that I I was kind of surprised like nobody picked Saturday Night Fever not necessarily because nobody yeah it's nobody's favorite sitting in this room for sure yeah but it's one of those where somebody if you're looking at if you're putting five of your uh, movie soundtracks together you kind of feel like it belongs on somebody's list but right. you know so um, but yeah it, it was it was a lot of fun I, we're gonna do something like that again yeah I liked it so go vote for that that's again at Backlot Pod on Facebook and Twitter. And then, of course, we'll be back here in the home studio with another episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Next week, we're going to take a look at this year's Emmy Award nominees. We'll talk about that just a little bit. And we'll take a look at the upcoming fall television season, the results of this week's poll. Plus, again, we'll plan to have an interview with our mid-show musical contributor, Australian hip-hop artist Muggsy. So be checking for that next week. Be sure to subscribe to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast on your podcast player of choice so you'll know when those new episodes are available. Anything else? Anybody got anything else? I know we've got a couple things, some little housekeeping stuff we'll talk about. Got anything else? No. Just for the local folks, Game, the Gaming Arts and Media Expo is coming up. That's in uh, October, Friday, October the 11th through Sunday the 13th. Fanatics and the fans will have a booth. We'll, we'll or be there. 
programming yeah. of some sort there, depending uh, on what Chris has available. And d- depending, yeah, what's there. So let's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we'll be there. We'll, we'll be, yeah. Come, come look for us. Yeah, which we'll, means, yeah, we'll, be, we'll make it a point to be out there as well. And then Geekmas is coming up Saturday, December the 7th. Uh, apparently, I got drafted to do some work with that last yeah. night. And Wasn't expecting that, but all right. Yeah, I mean, it'll be fun. Come way. hang out. We'll have some booths there. There will be vendors. There will be booths. There will be Mickey programming. Mouse pictures. Mickey Mouse dressed as Mickey Mouse is dressed as a snowman, or not snowman, as Santa Claus. I think yeah. so. Yes. Okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, 3D so, printer giveaway. Yeah. So there will be opportunities to buy some stuff. There'll be opportunities to be entered for some stuff. There'll be chances to take photos, bring the kids out, the whole family out. And apparently, I'm there. There's going to be some sort of programming because I've been in, put in charge of that. So we'll see what that becomes. Uh, but yeah, I think that we're still talking about a big kind of a blow off at the end of the night with us and you know the fanatics and the fans and any of the other local YouTubers and podcasters and just get everybody together and have a have a lot of fun at the end of the night. Yep. And probably take the party somewhere else when it's over. Party party. Yes. Anything else anybody got? If not, we'll close this one up. I've been Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. K-Dub. Curtis Stout. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you all back here next Friday. Talk to you later. Later. Peace out. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.